If you're the kind of dad who plays to win at his company's Yankee swap and you made the CEO cry, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating dad. Wherever dad may be, whatever dad may do. Welcome to season 10, episode number six, calling this one Dad Cootery. Now, we haven't had a lot of guests in a while. We're finally bringing guests back into the den. And today we've got Jeff Butler, who is the head chef and the owner of a charcuterie shop, a really good charcuterie shop in the fair hamlet of Montclair, New Jersey. We're going to bring him on in the second block of our podcast. Hey, my name is Adam D. Right now, it is my great pleasure to introduce my good friend and podcasting partner, the charcuterie board of podcast hosts. And that, of course, is Coach Randy. Hello, Coach. How are you doing? Adam D. Charcuterie. Yeah. Charcuterie. You spent the entire day... Charcuterie. ...practicing it in the mirror with that a linguistics linguist coach, no doubt. Expert. Charcuterie. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I am not quite sure what charcuterie is. And if I don't know, I'd imagine some of our listeners have no idea what charcuterie means. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. See yeah. what I did there? I had my dyslexia kicked in. You, have the, you need the chest sound before <laughs> the, the hard C sound. sound. Charcuterie. But you know what, Coach? We're no. here to educate and inform. Absolutely. That's what this podcast is all about. You're going to know more about charcuterie after this episode Not than you ever dreamed of. But charcuterie. I don't know what char charcuterie is, but charcuterie, you're going to get a heap and help into that. So it's like a board, though. I know that much. Well, it, it just so happens that Butler and the Board, yeah. the shop that we're talking about, yeah. Does have some very lovely gifts yes. that have assorted, you know, meats and cheeses and other accoutrements that you might have enjoyed for the holidays. And we're going to find out how you can go get your own fair share of charcuterie at Butler you, and the Board. We, we are such a, uh, an unbelievable... We, we provide so much for our listeners. Um, and if you are a listener have no idea what a charcuterie is, mm -hmm. you're in store for a good time today. You know who is the charcuterie of marketing, advertising, <laughs> and graphic design? Gosh, I don't know, but my guess you're going to tell me who it is. It's Berman Branding. Is it Becky Berman? Berman, Berman Branding with Becky Berman leading the helm and her very, very talented team. Does she have a charcuterie of marketing? I would say that if you were looking for an apt metaphor, this is one of them. Charcuterie marketing. Charcuterie marketing. You know, tasty. Tasty. And well presented, which is really what it's all about. So if you have a small business, large business, if you have an organization and you need some marketing help, web design help, graphic design help, hey, Berman Branding, they design the Bone Daddy logo that you see on all of our yes. social media yes, platforms and our swag, all the different variations of the Bone Daddy skull with the hat and the pipe. That is Berman Branding. So check them out at Berman Branding on social media and BermanBranding.com. Coach, you know, I talked about educating and yes, inform, and every yes, once did. in a while, through dadvice or through other means, we're able to help other dads or our general listening population out with some techniques to make their lives better. We do, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. So I, I have one that I've been working on. Have you? So here's my deal. I don't know about you, but before I go to bed, like most people, I'm on my phone, and I'm scrolling through insipid 
posts on Instagram and Facebook. And you know, I, I do it because I'm trying to so find So you keep news. your phone in your bedroom? I do. You don't? No, all oh, of our phones. What a smart idea. All of our phones, all of ours, our girls included, yeah. downstairs in the kitchen. I like that. So that's another great piece of that advice. Is, that is what we do. No one's allowed to have their cell phones well, in the room. I, I'd say it's it's a great idea because I find that whatever age you are, if you're doing that before bed, it, yeah. that is poison. Yeah, no. It's so, poison. So that is 100% truthful. We keep our phones in the kitchen. No one's allowed. Our watches are upstairs, our Apple watches, but no one is allowed to have their phones upstairs. I like it. So here's what I do now. That's okay. what I've been trying out for the last I'm afraid I look so. at too much porn if I was upstairs. There's no phone. doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. And sadly, you would do this with your wife right next well, to you. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and maybe that's an addiction that we'll, we'll cover on another episode. I'm going to go but... in. Uh, I need some help there. Okay. Good. <laughs> So here's something I've been doing that, yes. you know, maybe other dads want to try. So instead of social media, watching the news, okay, all, all those nasty things, before I go to bed, I think about three good things. Top so, three. Okay, got so you. So what are three good things That's a top three. that happened to me today? That's nice. Today or that day? That day before I go to bed. Is it today or that day? That The day I'm going to bed. So not today. Well, I'll do it today, but you'll, it'll be tonight. It'll be tonight. Yeah, before For today, bed. but it's not today. Randy, why is this so hard to understand? I'm just trying to understand. You just said when I'm going to sleep that night, I'm talking about today, and I'm thinking I got confused. I thought you were saying about today as being today, or today being that day. What you're talking Coach, about? Coach, every night before I go to sleep, at okay. least in the last week, okay. I think of three good things. Now, here's the thing about three good things. Yes, they don't have to be all that big. They don't have to be big. It could be, hey, I had a great dinner tonight. Really? Did you have a good dinner tonight? What'd you have? I actually had a really good dinner. I have a soup that I really did a number on my stomach, so yeah. I'm gonna have to make this quick. Is it mushroom soup? No, it was a matzo ball soup, but I had it at a, at a restaurant. It was a little oily. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you know our our chef guest may may be able to give us some tips on how to make yeah. a better matzo ball soup. Yeah. Was it the big big matzo ball? Is it that was. Like... Uh, well, it was a cup, so okay. the matzo ball could only be so, so large. big. Yes. Yeah. I got you. All so right. it could be something like that. It okay. could be hey. I got home a half an hour earlier than I thought, or it could be something big like. Well, because I, I you spend a lot of time in the Parkway, so uh, getting home early, I do half hour. By the way, tonight I tonight. spent a lot more time in the Parkway than I wanted, <laughs> and I did not get home. Yes, I know. Earlier we, than I wanted. We had to. spoken about that, so we knew it was going to happen. So what I find so that, is that's only two though. We that's had two. a good matzo ball soup. Yep. Getting home a half hour early. And I'm doing a podcast with my buddy, Coach See, that, that and we've got a wonderful guest. I would have started with that one first. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter the order. Oh, it doesn't matter. As long matter. as it's three good things. And All we right. like three because it's the rule of three. The rule of three. Right? Anything humor, conversation, always the rule of three. Something positive. And, yeah. and what I find is I'm able to sleep better because this is the last thing I think about. Really? You sleep better because you just had matzo ball soup? No, because posi- I'm thinking about any... Any three good things every night. <laughs> My frustrating you, you yet. You are, you know, taking a... Con- I'm trying to provide some good mental health. And you are, being a, you are being a raging douchebag. <laughs> That's all... You know, there is no other way to describe you right now. I'm trying to provide help okay, and I'm help sorry, and I'm support. Sorry. I am, I am. So I, if you think of three good things I, I and then you and you fall asleep, yes. it'll, it'll help you fall asleep faster. You'll have a better sleep because you're not tossing and turning agitated about what you saw on social media. And you'll wake up in a more positive mood. I love that. So you're not watching TV. You're not watching. You're certainly not watching the news. So well, you, the news is nothing. There's nothing, nothing good, good in the news. news. And so the idea is that if you focus on three positive things, you're closing your eyes and you're falling asleep. Three you know, positive I, I things. I thought you'd be all about this. You're like the mind. I am. I am. You're, I am all about this. You're always talking about uh, putting things out in the universe. No, it is. Here on the it's, more it's a great idea. Like the rig. This is, it, this it is, is such it, a rig. It is an actual coaching tool that I use. Yeah, do you? I think it's a fantastic... This is nothing new. I'm not... And not, not only that, you do it over the course of the day. Yeah. So, like, midday, top three things. Mm-hmm. Afternoon, top three things. And at night, if things have changed, 
just to remind you, it's almost like creating a, a gratitude journal. An attitude of gratitude. An attitude yeah, of gratitude. Yeah, and I think when you yeah. have an attitude of gratitude, you can live a more positive and life. And I think right now we need... We need a lot of We need a lot of things. No, but it actually is. I uh, I think it's a good idea to kind of think about positive things before you go to sleep. Yeah. That's good, especially if it's a good matzo ball soup. Yeah. It's not oily. <laughs> not oily. It's still delicious. Still and, delicious. And I'm going to go with that. It's delicious. So. Well, listeners, you had some great insight from our Adam Dean. I love that about you. You're always trying to make that our listeners... That much more aware. Trying to bring something to the A block of our fair podcast. And it's so important because our A block is usually about our week, but you actually provided some great coaching strategies that are helping people at this time. Did you know that a majority of people this time of the year are depressed, Mm -hmm. anxious, and sad, and the highest level of suicides happen this time of year? Well, it is the holiday season. And that's because people realize they're alone. They don't have many people they care about. But we're here for you, as Adam. Well, you know, even though we're not in the same room with you, listener. Yeah. You know, just keep rewinding keep, this. And we got 100 plus Randy episodes. And Adam D with you by the fireside or wherever it is. 100 that you plus listen to episodes. Podcasts. Yes, yeah. yeah. Keep going back in the archives. So, yes. you know, you talk about our weeks and um, got a lot of response to the Dad Geek episode oh my God. that we did last week. Love the Dad Geeks. But, but what was kind of funny is, you yeah. know, and you saw the emails, Coach. Yes. It wasn't even so much about fantasy and sci fi, it was yes. about that segment we did about dropping off. I know, I know. Everybody college. loved that. Uh, that was that was so important. I and frankly, I think that was the highlight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the dad geeks. They come and we talk about our shows. Yeah. But for me, and even though I've been through this before, it it's, it's so fresh because Michaela just now got her. We were four for four on acceptances to college. Pittsburgh, Delaware, Rhode Island, College of Charleston. We're all college four for four. Yeah. You know, so we're excited and. It, it kind of got me excited, but it kind of got me sad. But it was funny listening to the, the four different stories of what it was like to drop your daughter. Oh, yeah. Off. And everyone kind of went through that whole roller yeah. coaster of emotions. Yeah. So here's sort of phase two. All right. What I have found that when you have one in college and it is not in the home as much, yes. you start to spend more time and learn a lot more about the other if you have okay. two kids. I, so I have sense. two kids. I've got yes. the daughter, uh, Perry, who's, who's Killing it at Towson, and good luck on your finals, Perry. We love you. Shout out, Perry. And I've Pichan. got I've got Aiden, who's a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And you start to learn a little bit more about your kids and their their idiosyncrasies and the things they like to do. Um, and you know, one thing that Aiden does is, you know, he he, he babysits and he you know yeah. volunteers after school at the Hebrew school, and he'll get cash. He'll get paid in cash. Money. Green. Money. Yeah. So he has money in his wallet that he'll take, you know, to the pizza parlor, yeah. the convenience store with his friends. They still call it pizza parlors or pizza restaurants. I'm uh, not quite um, sure. You know, I grew up as a pizza parlor kind right. of guy. I don't know if you have pizza parlors well, anymore. Well, a, a but... pizza restaurant. All right. So he'll go there with his friends. He'll have money in his wallet. But then the rest of the cash, he keeps in a solo cup on his nightstand. A red near solo his cup? This one's actually turquoise. Really? Yeah. The color, by the way, Coach, is insignificant. Yeah. It's just the concept. It's just almost like keeping your money in a mattress. Yeah. <laughs> he, right? just, he literally he just keeps, takes his cash and puts it in the cup. He, he, yeah, like he we rolls. don't like banks in this family? We do have a... He has a bank account. <laughs> but when it comes to cash, I guess he likes to keep it right, right next so to him. That is mean, so funny. I mean, there, I'm sure there are other people in very um, sketchy professions who do something similar. Well, it's wads of cash because yeah. it's a cash business. But I said, well, why don't you just put this cash in yeah. your wallet? Well, I don't want to have that much cash in my wallet because I, I don't, I don't need that much money in my wallet when I yeah. go to the pizza place. I gotcha. So it's like, well, this is sort of an interesting 
behavior. That's a conundrum here. as a as a parent. Got to figure you out. Put it in an envelope and put it in your drawer. I mean, why is why yeah, is it in a solo cup? <laughs> well, it's a solo cup. What? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, where else? Where would you put money? I would probably. You know what? When we came back from Europe and I had all this extra British cash, yeah. these pounds. I put it in an envelope and I put it in a safe oh, place. Because it's organized. If I remember where it is, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you. But, yeah. And it decreases it's in value over the course of the day. Because I don't know where it is. Because, That's you know, very you funny. get a little older and you forget. That's but funny. no, some of the other things that are fun is, you know, we, we've been going out to restaurants and instead of being on our phones, we, we try to have activities. And I'm, I'm finding that um, my son is becoming a very good salesperson. Yeah. So we do this activity. Uh-huh. And you'll appreciate this because you like Daniel Pink's To Sell I love, a Human. Yeah, no, Great but book. Yeah, uh, and we we challenge each other uh-huh. to come up with sales pitches for insignificant objects. Yeah. So I said, sell me this bottle cap. It was the top of like a Sprite bottle. Yeah. And he put together a really PowerPoint solid, presentation? Or it wasn't even, no, it Canva? was just all, it was improv. On the spot. It was on the spot. It was yeah. like, you like soda? <laughs> you ever... Walk around with soda or drive with it. Uh-huh. And things are bumpy. Uh-huh. And the soda's just spilling all over uh-huh. the place. Yeah, and? You need a cap for that. A the cap. cap. There's a cap for that. The cap, when twisted correctly, uh-huh. keeps the soda in Inside the bottle. Inside the bottle. It was like an extremely practical sales pitch. <laughs> it's so, kind of funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, it was, was all, a good it was kid. all the spice. So it's not like, Dad, I need a moment to gather my thoughts. No, he just, right, he just jumped he right just in. He just jumped right in. Well, that's because that's that's clearly your talent. Uh, you know, but you know, of the two, yeah. you know, Perry is the one that I would expect to just pull well, the ripcord. And, some and would sell. say that Perry would take the, uh, the stage, uh-huh. not allowing for the other to step and on. Now, and, and now, my it's other just has him. the stage. Now he has the stage. Well, I mean, that... That kind of analysis, coach, yeah. that is the work of somebody with multiple degrees. <laughs> so, And you have them. I have a few. Yeah. If you don't mean much squat, but they do mean something. Well, you know. At least my they, kids don't care, that's for least sure. they fill up your walls nicely. So that, that was, that was kind of my week or so. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a good week. Uh, wife is doing well. Like I said, my, my, old, my Michaela is four for four. Uh, he's got into the fourth college. I got to tell I'll be honest with you, the, the money piece, the Ooh. tuition. Yeah. That, that's getting a bit, bit scary. Mm-hmm. And the FAFSA form is still not yet ready. It's not open yet. Oh, it's not ready? Or no. you just haven't done it yet? No, no. Yeah. In, the, in the past, it's always October 1st. Yeah. But Congress has forced the FAFSA uh, yeah. yep. to redo it. It was supposed to be open, I guess, December 1st. Now it's going to be open either on or before December 31st. Well, and I will tell you filling out your W4s is a yeah. lot easier than the FAFSA. Form. Yeah, no. I and I'm concerned like what happens if and we've had this conversation. Yeah. Um, the tuition at each of these schools is $40,000. That's tuition. Mm-hmm. And that's at the lower end. Between and that is, 40, that, is a, that is a that bargain. is between 40 and 45. Yeah, all things considered. Right? And living expenses, you know, room and board is like between 15 and 16. Yeah. So that's fifty-five, sixty, and that we'll say we'll just call it sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then if she joins a sorority, you got those. And, and, dues. And, that, and that's a year. Yeah, one year. And so when she's done, in four years, you're talking a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth? It? I mean, does she I, want to be a plumber? Well, the thing is, plumbers. I we, we we've had Pat Cunningham on. Yeah. I know what he charges me. <laughs> And you're getting a discount. And I get a discount. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, think 
thinking that maybe it's not a bad idea. Yeah. You can save some money and jump right in. I just I wish she had a monkey wrench. Uh, listening, Did she snake a drain? There's, uh, I know she can clog a drain. She can clog a drain. Oh my god. Uh, you should yeah. see what came out of that yeah, bathtub. A lot of female oh my god, Adam D. You have no idea what came out of that bathtub yeah. this past week. Hey. It was like an it was like imagine. an Ewok. <laughs> 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 they came out of that drain. So no. Uh and Bree is uh they're all concerned about grades. Um and uh she we're busy, you know, it's all it's all winter softball now, working yeah. in the uh with the coaches. So I'll, I I won't see you much. Uh, no, you see me during the winter. We see each other more. It's yeah. come springtime. Well, we better hustle because we after better this, hustle. We'll have four we got more episodes. Four more episodes. Which and then springtime, yeah. I'm not going to bother you. No, springtime. You know, with Hitler. You know, springtime. <laughs> Name the movie. Producers, producers. Baby. Very, Very good. nice. In so, case yeah. people are wondering, why is Coach Randy talking about Hitler? Yeah, because, because we like to make. Fun we like of to him. make fun. We like to make fun. Um, anyhow, no, it's been good. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to uh, introduce our guest, Jeff Butler. Solid episode, you uh, know. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Keep working on it during the break, but uh, I think you're really going to like folks. Chef Jeff Butler of Butler and the Board right here on Bad to the Dad. Keep it here. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Are you on social media? Hey, we are, and at Bad to the Dad is the handle for most social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Facebook, and of course you can connect with us on LinkedIn, either Adam D. Chandler or Coach Randy Nathan. We've got a thing called a website. If you're of a certain generation, you may not have heard of that, but you know, back when the interweb became a thing, websites were where you got information and how you contacted people. BadToTheDad.com is how you can reach us. Not only can you learn a little bit more about your show hosts, but you can also download podcast episodes if you don't want to go the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify route. We'd also love to hear from you. We are an interactive podcast. You can email us, and that email is contactus at BadToTheDad.com. You can also IM or DM us through any of the social media platforms. Coach! Adam Day. We're back to having guests in the den. What here a surprise. What a special 10. treat. You weren't expecting that to it's have not, guests, but right? yet here we are. And you cleaned up nicely. I did. It's beautiful. I got all the dog hair out of the way. We got a nice glass of ice water for our guest. I'm very excited. Can I ask you a question? You just did. Can you spell another one? Can you spell the word charcuterie? Charcuterie? It's I a tough could not one. if I tried. Okay, so let's not go C-H-R-cuterie. there. C-H-R-cuterie. No, don't, don't hurt yourself. C-H-R-cuterie. Yeah, well, I'm very pleased about the guest we have today. We have Jeff Butler. He is a fellow band dad. You know how I've created this new oh, fraternity. We've been following with the band you dad. along with the band yeah, dads. We've had a few band dads on Bad to the Dad. They were almost, you, you sprayed your ankle, maybe uh, buckled an ACL on your no, knee. No, I tell you, I have gone injury free. I almost <laughs> banged my head on the ceiling of that 18 wheeler, but, but I, uh, I've survived two marching band seasons. So this dad, he's a multidimensional like many of our dads are. So not only is he a marching band dad, but he is the head chef and the owner of a charcuterie shop in nearby Montclair, New Jersey. Would you please say hello to Jeff Butler? Jeff Butler. <laughs> Woo! Charcuterie. Clapping. Charcuterie. Yeah. yeah, well, we don't have canned laughter or, you know, pumping and clapping. No, so but I, I love that. When we clap, the two of us, that's, that's all the go. applause. A charcuterie. 
Yeah. Are you Shark. familiar with truck? I am nowhere close. I've heard barbecue. I've heard deli. I've heard diner. Pepperoni. Even close. Well, but what is a charcuterie? Well, we're going to learn about charcuterie in just a bit. But, you know, Jeff, as I said, is, is a head chef, which means that he learned to be a chef, mm-hmm. you know, at some point in, in his past life. So... I'd, I'd like to learn a little bit about that and, you know, kind of how, how you started out as a chef, because we know that that is, I think on the surface, what people think is a romantic business, but we know it's, it is hard, it is hard work. So how, how did you get into the biz? Well, I would say most people that are in the food business have an interest in food when they're younger. You don't realize it, you don't know what it is, but somewhere it percolates on and it went from having a family that was very into food uh we would my father hunted my mother canned string beans and fruit and my grandmother always had a huge garden parties were big um having a deer hanging in the garage was a normal thing and i didn't understand the term normalization like how this is normal so you had you had like a deer like doe a deer a female deer or did you have a buck like it a male deer. And what was shot? Just hanging. Just hanging. Well, deer seasons. Deer season would last from or archery season or bow season or whatever you want. Would start in late, like the last week of September, and it would okay. go for a period of time, and then there would be a muzzleloader season, a shotgun season. That's so cool. and it was all deer hunting. Yes. And where'd you grow up? Uh, South Jersey. Okay. By Atlantic City. There's deer down in South Jersey. They're not. You got that, the Pinelands, right? Yeah. We. I am. I was grown up in the Pine Barrens. So okay. Scrub yeah. oaks and pine trees. Uh-huh. By, uh, there's, there's not much down there. I grew up in a town halfway between Atlantic City and Philadelphia. We're not going to tell Egg Harbor City. Which? Egg Harbor. Oh, Egg Harbor. Yeah. Egg Harbor City. Egg yeah. Harbor City. Yes, I've done some work down there at their high school. It's a lovely group. What, They're very Cedar, nice people. Cedar Creek? Yes, Cedar Creek. Pirates. My father's house is... The Pirates. My father's house is shouting distance. From no me. kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I've well, done a lot of is shouting distance to me right now. I'm I went sorry. To I went to Cedar Absagami, which was... Uh, of course. Was the other school. Yeah, no. Uh, I did a lot of work at Cedar, uh, the Cedar Creek Pirates. So, sorry. Yeah, so, that, no, so that's no. interesting. That was kind of your 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 first introduction to I hunted food. The, is, sorry. Yeah. I hunted in the woods where the high school is. It's right now. And that's where all the deer were. Well, they were all, but that was that was how close my house was, where I grew up. Did you ever drink the blood of your first kill? No, that's all. Come on, that's like Red Dawn. No, no, that's. <laughs> I, I watch all these. That's a savage. No, I watch no, all, but it's, it's like a I, spiritual I, I, thing in Red Dawn. I watch all this stuff. And was the he Thomas Howell? Blood. No, we, we were. It was much. It was a very. Uh, we there was it wasn't we didn't commune with you know that whole kind of thing. That was just TV. Much. That was just yeah. Movies. I. I that was not how I grew up. My father, Jerry, it wasn't, we weren't, we weren't killers, we were hunters. Hunters, yeah. there's a big difference. And we ate what we shot, and my father didn't do it to give meat away. We did it because we, venison, or I, I grew up in deer meat. Uh-huh. But the whole point of all this, what I'm saying is, it was normal to be that close to your food when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. And that kind of just slowly evolved from there. So then, during high school, I was a bus boy. And I broke a lot of glasses, so they made me a dishwasher. That doesn't really make sense. I don't know why you break a lot of glasses away, but a dishwasher. You have a lot more more things to break as a dishwasher. And then when I started working in the kitchen, I was kind of adopted, if you will, by the kitchen, the crew in the kitchen. The back of the house. And they were educated cooks. They were all going to culinary school, or they had gone to culinary school. They had worked other places. And I worked at what was called the Renault Winery. It's a big wedding venue down there. Down the shore. Yeah. And... 
So that was my first introduction to working in restaurants. Oh. And it kind of evolved from there. And what do you want to do? Well, I'm going to go to culinary school. My, my boss at the time took me and drove me up to CIA to show me where he went to school. Uh-huh. Culinary Institute of America yeah. in Hyde Park, New York. Well, that's where I'm going to go, you know. So you went this great route. So you, I guess you probably went to high school, whatever, and then you yeah. decided, I'm going to culinary. Yep, and it was kind of a, you know, it was a very straight line, too. It wasn't, like, a lot of people get into the business on the backside. They'll do something for five years, and then they'll migrate. They'll come into it. Whatever. I went very straight through from straight from high school and in, and then uh, two weeks after grad, uh, you, you both being sports people, you'd appreciate this. I did my externship mm-hmm. uh, in the summer of 96. Well, where was everybody to go in summer of 96? Atlanta, Georgia. So I went to the, I worked through the Olympics at Atlanta, oh Georgia. Oh my gosh, there was this, as, that, as, that was yeah, when they had the bomb scare, the whole big yeah. uh, the oh, controversy yeah. around. Jewel, right? Yeah, we'll Richard Jewell. There's a story about that yeah. later, but you know, that doesn't have to, that's not part of this, but yeah. actually a, a mom story. But nonetheless, um, we then, I, Called my chef. When I left, I went back to school, finished school. I started looking at jobs. I called my chef down there. He's like, you don't have, there's nothing I can teach you down here. You need to go to New York City. So you, you, you had a chef, like a mentor. I've had many. Many, many. many that like. Many. That took you underneath your wing and helped you yeah. along. I'm just, I'm just thinking the movie, the, the TV show, well, The Bear. Yeah, so that's the so. thing. We're, we're, we're going to ask you about like The Bear and okay. Chef and yeah. all of these these shows about chefs and running kitchens so I'm fascinated and, and, and you know the the drama that that you see that's illustrated in these kitchens and we were going to ask you how realistic is this i mean you know are are head chefs that mean do um chefs five star up, michelin you yeah, know do, do they get abused like you see in in a lot we'll of these shows we'll get there okay. all right we're good all right i mean Ooh, i see i see, the, I see the, the book about bullying over there and it's not it's definitely a uh, you know, yeah. it's a culture. It's a bad culture. Co- but Coach Randy's bullying in sports. I, yes, I think maybe Jeff could write bullying Bully in, in kitchens. In kitchens. So, so you go back into the city. Um, I well, I started sending out resumes. Did the yeah. whole thing. And what in restaurants you do, like when you start really looking for a job, you do what they call a trail. Yeah, it's the it's the greatest way to do a job interview in the yeah. world, and I don't understand why it doesn't happen more. You go in, you work a day with someone okay. at the restaurant. You see how it is. They see if they like you. You see you if they like, like them. Yeah. If you're going to fit in, etc. And if it doesn't work, you part ways and you go. No hmm. big deal. No big deal. There's like not no, no big deal. Sometimes you're disappointed. Oh, but, it doesn't still, yeah. it. but you get to see the it's world. It's better than sitting in an interview and asking if you can work and everything else. And... Because there's so much about working in a kitchen, especially an intense kitchen, that has to do with teamwork and just how people are going to interact every day and all these different things because mm-hmm. you're literally you're going to spend eight to 12 hours you're bumping elbows on a regular you're basis bumping elbows everything uh-huh. and you know you, you're going to laugh and you're going to cry together and you're going to have moments together where you're going to want to fight and that's just what it was in that time so you go in you trail and i did a few trails did different stuff and i ended up in a place and it was a good environment to be yeah to learn what not to be part of. Huh. So you learned what you didn't want to do. No, I learned. I learned that they're uh, too small of a place when you're very young in your career is not a great place to be. All right. You want to be a place that's well stable, well established. You want to be a place that um, you know you're going to get paid that week. And like, there's different things. Uh-huh. I worked at a restaurant called Cat. My first job was a restaurant called Cask Bell. Lasted about four months. It was a restaurant owned by Geraldine Ferraro's son. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he was a nice, I don't know if he's still around or not, nice guy. That restaurant is now Osteria Marini. Um, it's in, it's in Soho, right 
um, off of by by Lafayette, where Lafayette mm-hmm. runs up. And in case you're wanting to get indeed. Right off I, of Lafayette. I may, I may want to par- partake. I mean, it's go. already got an endorsement here on so, the podcast. Um, and I was standing in that kitchen in the morning. I was there first. I was working these insane. I was living in Clifton, commuting in, doing my job. And I got a, I had sent all of my resumes out. And I got a phone call from a, my mother and said, Jeffrey, um, you know, this, this woman called from this restaurant, Daniel. I said, Danielle, Mom? She goes, yes, Danielle. All right. <laughs> Not Daniel, well, but Danielle. Yeah. Um, I said, yeah. She's like, she said she tracked you down. And here she had got my resume, finally called me. When she called me, I had moved from the apartment that I had to culinary school. So she called the school. The school yeah. CIA gave her my info. And I met Georgette Farkas, who walked me into, opened up the door to what was probably the, the pivotal, like, moment in my career where I got to see how things really worked. Hmm. And I ended up working at Restaurant Danielle, which at the time was at 76 at the Surrey Hotel. Okay. And it was the pinnacle at that time. It was, was this like the restaurant? Was it like, like a, a, like a, a five-star five restaurant? Like well, Cirque? so you're... Um, was it steak? Was it just no, American it was, French? No, it was a four. It was a four-star New York Times restaurant. Okay, and we keep like the star thing's kind of confusing for a lot of it's people. It's very confusing. Very, I just so, like good food. Yeah, and and it's changed a lot. We have three star. Michelin gets as high as three. Okay, New York City gets four. four. You know, mm-hmm. that's like so New York Times rather gets four. Yeah. stars, and at the time everything was gauged by that. Now Michelin's kind of Michelin was just Europe. Now it's, it's growing and gotcha. growing and growing. Hmm. Um. So to have a four-star restaurant in New York City was a pretty... That was thing. the thing. Yeah. And you were talking about soup to nuts. You have a, a captain. You have runners and waiters that are below them. You have a Captain's one, out front, though. They're the one running the front of the shop. Captain's the one talking to yeah. you. you know, See? Like the, the, you know, Pay yep. attention, coach. Yes. Good yep. job. And then in the kitchen, we had, I had, we had a line set up where it was fish on one side, meat on the other side, appetizers over here. And my job, my sole, my sole job when I started, I made canapes. That's all I did. Hmm. Made little canopy. That was it. That was it. I had that nine, was your, yep, your and that was nine months. I did that straight um, every day. But the boss was standing right. Danielle Balud was my my the overseer, the owner of the restaurant. He yeah. still owns. The, he's moved the restaurant, yeah. but he still owns it. And then I had another chef, Alex Lee, who was a big mentor to me at the time, and I was right there with them. I was looking at like the canopies is the first thing that goes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got the list of all the people. I had to have all my things together first. I was there for six days a week compared to other people that were there for, for like a five, six yeah. week, they called it, because every day you did canopies, right? Every day, every day. But it was the oh. lowest rung of the ladder. And from there, I moved on to other stations, and then I moved, we opened up, which um, they did other work. They opened, they did a cookbook, and we were part of all this thing. And for two years, I worked for these people. Huh. And it was the height of... You know, like, yeah. uh, was that the 90s? That's you get to play with the Yankees. So that was yeah. 90, 99, right? Okay. Like 97 yeah. 90 through 99. But for me, that was like playing for the Yankees. Like, I didn't belong there. Like, this, I don't belong in this place. I didn't work with it. I was just an average white boy making, from South Jersey. When you're making canopies, Jeff, mm-hmm. and we're talking to Jeff Butler, who's a head chef and owner of Butler and the Board Charcuterie Restaurant in Montclair, when you're making canopies, you got to make a consistent canopy to canopy. So we would have to do them, yeah, but we had a menu that we run through, and there were certain yeah. things, and then we had special items to it, 
but I had a. But could you futz around with the ingredients? Could you futz around with the presentation, or did it have to be at that time the same? Yeah, same thing every time. That was the same thing every the time. Customers yeah. come in expecting the exact so same thing. So nine months, you're making the same thing over and over and over again. There were night. other things that got added in. Do you know what okay. happened in nine months? You could have had a baby in that nine months. Well, he's making a lot of baby, gave yeah. birth to a lot of canopies. A lot of canopies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had a lot. Of, you know, it was an interesting place to be at the time, and. Mind you, I came from a town of 2,500 people. Like, you've been down there. You've seen... Absolutely. Uh, to it's be a at a place town. on the Upper East Side mm -hmm. like that... There's um, a, that means they'll come in a restaurant at night. Hmm? I mean, there's a number of people that, come, that are around that area that just live in that area every single night. Yeah. That live in your town. And it's a constant flow of people that I never thought I would see. You know, hmm. we had... And did you make any funny, anybody famous come in? Oh, Lots, lots. I mean, lots. It was very, but once again, country bumpkin. You know, Dale Earnhardt rolled in. Half oh my the gosh! Guys didn't wow. know who he was. But, um, he would come in every year when they had the uh, awards for the. They would have him at Mario McKee. I yeah, or yeah. And like, you know, the actors and the, you know they would come through, and the actresses they would come through, and then there were dignitaries would come through, but they were, didn't come back. But it was generally speaking, people were very nice. Um, they would come back. Oftentimes, he would talk them back into the kitchen. They would come back and say, "And they worked your tail off." You probably, oh yeah. And my guess, if I remember, I used when I worked uh, kitchen work. You, you smell. You come home smelling just like the restaurant. Yeah, but this was like this was white linen. Like every everybody drank Avion. There was no such thing as that, that, that like it was the first yeah. time in my I'm life I ever saw here. a six dollar bo bottle of Budweiser. Yeah. Oh. Like you know, like maybe even more. Like there was a different. It doesn't even cost six dollars to get a six pack. So that's when you yeah. decided to go. You know what? I'm going to open my own company. I want my own restaurant. No, no, it came a few a long more chapters before that. that. We went yeah. to, you know, and then I ended up working for a, a group that owned Italian restaurants for a bit. Um, after that, because I got kind of just burnt out of that. I wanted yeah. to see something else. I worked in a small place that was, at the time, a uh, very good restaurant and people. It was, but it was tiny. But I got to see how small business operated. Yeah. Then I worked at a restaurant called Esca for three and a half years. Esca only did seafood, so that was a great melding in my childhood. I did a lot of fishing. My father was a clamor also, so like I got, you know, seafood firsthand, that kind of thing. And then I worked at a Roman style restaurant called Lupa that was a lot more meat. And then that came to an end, and I did some other. I worked another job. I ran a restaurant with somebody for somebody for a bit, and then at that ended, mm -hmm. I now through all this time got married. Congratulations! Uh, well, <laughs> we're we're twenty years in September. Hey, uh, very nice. You made it to twenty. Yeah, a long she's, time to be with. She's anybody. tolerated me to twenty. Well, but, um, and the last job I had ended on ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end because I chose it to end. It ended because they chose me to end. Uh -huh. um, you know, get fired from this, have a six. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, it happens, happens to it, everybody. Absolutely. It should happen to everybody. Yes. You know? um, and when that happened, I started looking around, and I had a couple opportunities where I got to show people how to cook some things, right? Yeah. You know, you, you're a chef, you get invited to this thing or that thing, you go and you show them how to, and you talk them through it, and I enjoyed that. I knew yeah. my details. I really knew my topics. And Did I you start, ever do any, any of those shows on TV, like, you know, Bobby Flay, go up against Bobby I've Flay? I've never done it. Would you like to go up against Bobby Flay? I don't know. Do you think you could beat Bobby Flay? It's not my game. It's never been my game. I bet you could beat Bobby. I, I want to say, my money, yeah. here, right here, Jeff Butler, 
I'm going to get my money on Jeff Butler. I, I'm more of an oh. Iron Chef guy, and the thing about the Iron Chef is there's uh, these surprise ingredients. So that's... See, that's the part, the whole part that we can That scares you. you cabbage, no. octopi, yeah. and uh, yeah. hazelnut. Tuna yeah. fish in a can. Make it work. <laughs> and a funny bone. Right, yeah. Just weird um, stuff. So in that, I said, you know, I, I grew up... My, my dad was a school woodworking teacher. He taught mm-hmm. carpentry in high school. No kidding. Um, in oh. Hamilton, New Jersey. If yeah. Did anything in Hamilton? I did and some stuff with him with their baseball team. Did stuff that was great baseball down in Hamilton. My, fa- my father was always home at 4 o'clock, and I have this young child, and maybe that's like something you have to do. So I started looking yeah. in culinary schools. All right. And then I went. I taught culinary school. I taught what was known as the French Culinary Institute. I was there through transition names. Yeah. For 13 years, I taught as a culinary instructor. And How I much fun is it to teach? It was fun. Yeah. And you and you have some success stories, too. You're actually telling us about one overseas when you were coming into the, yeah, into one the overseas. den. Um, I can take no credit for this, but I'm very proud of her. One of my students just got a two Michelin star um, rating in, in Bangkok. Rest, or sorry, in Thailand, it's called Bon Tepa. And, um, just, but she's done all the work. Like, she could have culinary school, and you see me for a few weeks, and, you know... They maybe call you chef there? Star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, but I've also had students that had never cooked a pork chop before, and we taught them how to cook a pork chop. And there's a lot of like successes comes. Is there in many a special levels. way you cook a pork chop? Do you prefer it on the grill? Do you put it in, a, in an iron skillet? Doing a pan seared thing, right? It was a pan seared thing at that yeah. time. I don't. Yeah, I would. Just, uh, Butter, garlic. It. Dep- Everything's got its nuance. There's, yeah, there's also likes. the better the pork chop, the less you play with it. Like okay. you can buy, it's just like steak. There's you just don't. The higher level, yeah, yeah. So the the, the more expensive um, the piece of meat, the less you want to play with it. More higher the quality of the piece of meat. Okay. Sometimes it's not always expense. See, that is so, the important thing for our listeners. I'm still hanging on play with it, and I can't think of anything else. Oh, play with yes. meat. All right, just you know, slap me out of it. So we there can you go. On. We're gonna play with our meat. All right. So, so like I said, success in many levels. Yeah. It's not always about the the, the awards and right, but it's somebody who comes into a situation where they. It takes a lot. A lot of my students were, were career changers. So think about that. Transition middle Transition life. Transition middle life. I've always wanted so, to do this, and now I'm here. So that in itself, like coming in and doing that with you, that's a huge. That's a huge risk. That's, that's success. also a risk. Yeah. Huge risk. Yeah. Because I never had the nerve to do that. Yeah. Right. I never mm-hmm. went out on a limb yeah. at that. I started this when I was young. So like I said, success in many levels. I've had students that have gone on to do great things on TV. I've had students that have gone mm. to go work at great restaurants. I have. The um, but circling back to all that when we when we move on from that school ended, um, it was the school closed. It was sold, and that was happened during COVID. Mm-hmm. It was the it was probably one of the most depressing times of my life. Mm. Thing that you loved gets taken away from well, you. You have no choice. A right? lot of restaurants, a lot of that was a really terrible time. Um, in and amongst that, yeah, you know, still have students talk to me and back and forth, and then. Along comes Christmas 2020, and what am I doing? I'm at home, stomping around. I did my woodworking projects for the year. Um, you know, running a saw while my wife is trying to do run a business. My kids mm-hmm. are on, you know, on a Zoom virtual. Classes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Dad's just clomping around the house, and he's cooking here and there, and doing this and doing that. All right. So I make a bunch of charcuterie items for my friends and family. Just real quickly. When you say shark, when you when you say shark, you can't. When you say shark, maybe you should leave it to the chef. When you say when you say charcuterie, yeah, that's better. That's better. Charcuterie, yeah. What does that mean? 
Charcuterie is the practice of curing and cooking meat or curing meat. So, and oh. particularly pork. Pork is the number one. Char equit. So, cooked flesh. See? Now I know. Charcuterie is a new... new I never knew about that. So, you're, you're cooking meat. Your challenge is to use it in a sentence every day, Coach. <laughs> but now it's been, <laughs> the end but of the now it's been interpreted with... To, yes. to um, cured meats and things like that. Cured so beyond pork. But unfortunately, be like it's now, and it doesn't have to be just pork. But unfortunately, now it's like what's on the you know the charcuterie board. And yes. That's, the, the cheese is not charcuterie. The like. Uh, so dairy is not charcuterie. No, but, but lamb it, and cow yeah, and cured pig. and cooked. Yes. Yeah. So like okay things like sausages, all your deli cuts. All my deli that, cuts. Like, yeah, all your deli cut meats. Uh-huh. You know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, pâtés. Terrines, all of these, the head cheese, the diff, that's all part of encompasses charcuterie. Okay. And then mm. you can get greater into it, and that can be, um, every culture has its own versions. You know, we talk about, it could be pastrami in, in Lower East Side. But, like, Jewish? Yeah, Jewish culture, yeah. pastrami, yeah. Yeah. Lower East Side. But we can also go and look at, in China, and there's lapchang throughout China, lapchang is a sausage okay. that goes into, oh. you know, fried rice dish, things like this. and Prosciutto? Prosciutto, absolutely. Yeah. Would be the Italians. But, right. Because I'm thinking of, you know, when you say like pork, and I think about the board, right? I think of the board as sort of the the game space. The like arena. a chessboard. Right. Like, I think there's probably certain pieces of meat that would look more presentable than others on a board. Oh, yeah. But that's that's the whole the, the whole thing about charcuterie boards, right? That's Everybody's looking for the look, but uh-huh. it's like playing checkers and chess. You can go and buy all the stuff and you can put it on the board and that's your checkers. But when you're making the items and then making them the way you want them to be when you go, mm. that's playing chess. That's what we do. Hmm. So Christmas time, I did all this stuff. I made all these things. So it's Christmas 2020. Christmas 2020. Uh-huh. Made all these things. Um, I, you know, give them to my friends and what have you. And my wife's like, you know, you seem like you enjoyed doing that. I mean, I have a full kitchen at the house. You've been over. You yeah, said. yeah. So I've got a lot of space. I've got space in the basement and whatever. She's like, you, you weren't stomping around the house. Yeah, you were focused. Happy. You seemed like you were you know, into what you were doing. You should do this for the Super Bowl. You have, I had, at the time, probably 2,000 followers on my Instagram from students and just people that... You should do this for the Super Bowl. You should do stuff for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what do I do? I roll out a bunch of stuff for the Super Bowl, end up with a wad of cash in my pocket, and people sending me money Venmo and these different things, and, and then we're like, well, maybe this is something worth looking further into. Like, maybe... And I started looking at spaces, and I started thinking about how I wanted to go about it. And uh, I brought a box of stuff to the owner at the time at Montclair Bread Company. And she and I had a conversation. She said, who are you? Where is this from? Like, I don't get this. How did you show up like this? Who does this? Nobody makes this stuff. Well, I do. Well, would you like to use my space on the off days? So I started making stuff in her space at Montclair Bread Company. And then... Delivering it, you know, to the customers that I had. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then in that, we found a space. And then my wife, you know, and, and you know, driving force, my wife behind Kathy, my pushing me forward, all this stuff. You got to understand, moms and our spouses have always been I would say. the most important part of dadhood. Number one most important dad job. Show. Yeah. We are a dad show. Yeah. We're a dad show. So you got your wife pushing you. Wife pushing me. So uh-huh. we ended up, uh, we took a lease um, on the corner of Forest and Label Street in Montclair, mm-hmm. and from June through uh, November, mm-hmm. we did a whole build out, and it mm-hmm. was a Butler family affair. My son Owen came in, and he helped me 
do a lot of ugly work. Um, I, I got to see my son work like a man for the first time in his life. Like, really work. <laughs> you know, like, not, not we're going to go out and sweep the yard and blow. Like, I, you know, we're right. going to... He's going to sweat. We're going to move... We're going to mix up, you know, ten bags of concrete and pour the steps. You're going to roll wow. your sleeves up? You're gonna so you guys did that. You didn't hire a contract. We don't, yeah. Yeah. we don't have a budget. We funded yeah. this all ourselves. Wow. Good so we do all this. Where my daughter came. My daughter taped it, the whole window. All the windows in the shop. They're picked. They have the little the pickets. What do they call them? They, the slats. The slats. Little, yeah. You know, with my daughter taped everything up. She painted, painted all, all the windows. Yep. And they helped. Did us you use frog tape? Hmm. Did you use frog no, tape? No, she is very particular. I have to buy her good 3M tape. Oh, the blue tape. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but not frog tape. tape. You buy no. If you buy, you buy my daughter bad tape for painting, she gets very upset. Well, interesting. I feel, like, I feel like the frog tape is more adhesive. Well, frog the tape is. 3M starts to peel. Well, but yeah, everyone's got the preferences. Everybody's got the preference. I'm just curious to know because frog tape is you know a little bit better on the walls. So I guess on on, on doors and coach great slats. rabbit hole. Yeah. Great rabbit hole. Way to, way to sidetrack. I just, I just saw it. I mean, yeah. If you, my daughter. Uh-huh. Don't screw with her painting. All right, she, we do a lot of paint. I can appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. She knows her. She knows it. Um, so yeah, we did everything. My father came and helped me hang the fig beam in the ceiling. My brother helped us scrape the flooring. My sister came up the night week before we opened, and and we got her open. We we mm. got it done. And uh, yeah, Kathy, you know, was my partner in the business. She takes care of all the social media aspect of everything. I take care of the kitchen. Kathy takes more the marketing end, and she communicates with a lot of the customers. And my kids don't work with us that much. My daughter may help here and there. My son's mm-hmm. he's off and busy on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got up and running, and we are we've been in the black ever since we opened. Congratulations! Oh, I had great. a check in my pocket. I will wow. say this: the biggest, the one thing I knew was success was I had the last check that we could have cashed to put into the business in my pocket, in my wallet, and I never used it. I never put it huh. in the bank. Why would you do such a thing? What? What do you mean? No, no, I didn't need to. Oh, you didn't need I to. I didn't need no. it. That was oh. one of my prouder moments. Yeah. My, for my, my last bill of construction, you chose not to. I got to pay from the work that Good I did. Good for you. Good for you. So, and, you know, it was, like I said, it was truly a family affair. And, and the kids helping me, I think that was a really big part of it. I wanted them to understand how to, like, I wanted them to know there's there's um you we you talked about there you wanted dad advice yeah, here. yeah. here's my one big dad advice all right here you go ladies and gentlemen this is dad advice dad advice before dad we advice. even thought we were getting we, dad we, we advice. included it we yep. thought we were like a few minutes away but now it's happening yeah. right here right now ladies and our, our listeners please dad advice okay so your kids need to understand that they can do anything right we need they, they need to know that mm-hmm. and how do you how do you example how do you model that is that you make sure that, like, my, my father, he had an oil tank in the yard when I was a kid. And he needed, and he knew he couldn't afford to pay somebody to get rid of that oil tank. And it wasn't a bad oil tank. It wasn't one of these messes. Yeah. He rented, he got a backhoe. He rented a backhoe with somebody. They got it out of there. And they did a job nobody else would do. Mm-hmm. And I remember my fa- somebody saying to my father, like, I, don't, I would never do that. I would never go to that length or whatever. I could, I could never do that. I could that. never do that. I, I, and I hate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could never do that. You so Because you got to make something? Because yeah. you got to use your hands to do something? Right. So my biggest thing I could give my kids was when they saw us open and do all the work at the shop, that they actually, my daughter knows how to, she's not probably, she may never spackle again, but she saw us do it and she saw us sand it off and she was part of that process. Uh-huh. And my son can mix up a bag of concrete and help pour a form and knows how to do that. Not to say that he's ever going to have to do that. Hopefully he has a job that yeah. affords him the opportunity. But 
he understands that physical labor is something that he may need to call upon himself, and he can do it, and he should do not. Do you want your shy kids get involved with uh, culinary? And... No, not at all. No. <laughs> I want my kids. Do they, do, they like, do they like food? I mean, do they, oh, they like, like your they food? love food? Like, like, are they the kind of kids who who like charcuterie, or would they go home? They want a bowl of fruity pebbles. Oh God, mm. fruity pebbles or charcuterie? That's no, a my kids choice. eat. My kids eat. Of course, my daughter. My daughter's all about when we went to London. She's a vegan. No, no, no way. She's no. a vegetarian. We went to London. She had sausage rolls. She's like, Dad, you gotta make these. Yeah, like they all have their little things. How old is yeah. she? She is gonna be uh, sixteen coming up. All right, very nice. And your son? My son, he is eighteen. All right. Yep. So great kid. Yep. Freshman in college. Oh, he's yeah. a freshman in college. Yeah. Where's he go to school? He's at University of New Haven. Oh, very nice. Up in Hartford. No. No. In New, New, New Haven. Haven. No, do you listen, dude? I, I did my best. I did my best. I got <laughs> okay. confused with Yale. Yes. 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 Um, so <laughs> that was my big thing. Was they, they can see you actually. If they see that you can do it, why can't they do it? Like, there's yeah. no reason. And, I, and the biggest insult you can give to yourself is that I, I could, I, how could you do that? I couldn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. you can do it and you want to do it if you really mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to start trig tomorrow. Like, it's not, we're not, I'm not moving into physics. Yeah. It's not rocket science. But but giving them the thought process and taking away the fear that they can't do those hard things like that is important to me. What's your son studying? My son is studying, and I don't always get this right, but he is doing international or national affairs. National affairs. But mm-hmm. he wants to be, he, he's very much interested in the CIA and... Um, inner workings of how the military and right. works in the world and right. and these different things and he under, you know he's very much into the junior statesman. Okay, good. What about your daughter? My daughter. She is was. She's a junior. She's going to be a soft. She is a sophomore. Yeah. She is very much. She is into the color guard. That is her thing. But she's also. Oh, that's where the the band. Thing yeah. Comes well, like your wife did. Yes. School, yes. Right. With she the flags. Did. Yeah. yeah yep. She was very big much part of the pageantry of marching band. She throws the flags up and down. There you go. Yeah. And uh, but her big goal, I think, she wants to go to be an architect. But more to, more importantly, she wants to be an architect that works with adaptive construction or adaptive to people that have physical disabilities. Huh. Oh wow. But there's You've a level of good. empathy. There's a level of empathy there. I just don't. I can't fathom. Like I, I just, so, I can appreciate. Are you sure, it. the same genes. Well, my mother was a nurse, so maybe right. she got a little uh-huh. bit of that. Yeah. I always think that a little bit. But my daughter's very much interested. She's in Best Buddies. You're uh-huh. familiar yeah, with Best sure. Buddies. Best Buddies. Yeah. Um, that's her new, her new little um, thing that she's pursuing with them. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, very. But that was very key in our in that. And you know, mm-hmm. there was arguments. There was yelling. There was not happy moments. It was sweaty mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. But we got it done. And uh, yeah. So you've got a family, uh, you know, you've got kids who have different interests. You know, you've got a son who's in international mm-hmm. affairs. You have a daughter, obviously, is into the marching band and uh, also is into, you know, helping people, right? You know, kind of using her skills for altruism. And I know your wife is a very industrious person, too, because, you know, I've, quote, unquote, worked for her as a band dad. She is the, mm-hmm. the president of the, the Band Boosters organization. So you have a lot of different interests. So what do you guys like to do as a family when you have quote unquote free time? And I realize running a, a small business that you know is in the food, food industry is, is yeah. it's tough. What do to we find like to time. do as a family? Um, we do sit around and watch movies. Um, got any favorites? Got any favorites? Oh, runs the gamut. But from uh, we have to watch Elf again soon. I, I'm the one that showed oh, yeah. them National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. Come up oh, yeah. again. My girls um, love that when they laugh. But 
you know, recently, but you know, we hit that stage too where nobody wants to sit through a whole movie. Do you ever this with your kids? Oh, but they're watching their other phones. They disappear. That's what happens now. It's it's like the movie is multitasking, but the focus is the phone. Focus is the phone. But we are Star Wars people. Oh, very nice. Yeah, all right. Watch a lot of Star Wars. Very nice. Watch a lot. But the 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 trip to Florida, you know, you don't like. Kathy's like, I guess we're only going to Magic Kingdom in Hollywood Studios. For the, we get we can't get anywhere else. Was it you guys. something the galaxy? What is uh, what yeah. it was it? John Brooks yeah, one John, of my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We've, we've spent you know we've done our visits there, so we're big Star Wars people. Um, as far as we get up, we go to the Poconos a bit. We have we keep a home up there, mm-hmm. and we just there. Everybody goes there to decompress. You just yeah. go there and like I don't have to worry about the shop. Yeah. Uh, my wife. My wife likes to cook for fun. It's not professionally, okay. that, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange in itself for me because it's always a job for me. Yeah. When I start cooking, it's work. And, it's got, yeah. and Abby, she does a killer salmon. Really? At the band parents' party, there was a salmon that people was couldn't stop talking about. No. No, it was, it was just baked, baked and served right? room temp, but yeah. it had a mustard sauce yeah. on it. Ooh. Michelle, my wife. Was it a Dijon mustard? I, I'd like you to stop cursing sure, at me. Uh, yes. Yeah, but... <laughs> You know, my, my wife, who makes a really good salmon, she was so impressed, she asked Kathy the for the salmon recipe, yeah. and it came instantly. All right. Kathy's, well, Kathy grew up in a restaurant business family. Her father okay. was a Chinese uh, Chinese chef. Very Her father's Russian. Chinese? Yes. Yep. Kathy is also Chinese. A Chinese-American. Chinese-American? Chinese-American. Yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. Um, it could be a lot of things in this country. Well, I know that. So I think it's kind of nice. And But he, they had restaurants in L.A. And it was a beautiful kids. I think so. I'd imagine so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just... Yeah. Try. Yeah. I get no complaints. Yeah, I get no complaints. Yeah, I mean, look, I I'm, I'm a fr- I cannot. I didn't really. The, I didn't really on, help on this alone. How you good say looking that. his kids are, but yes, I would say. I just know my wife is beautiful, and so we have beautiful kids with my wife. Yeah, to do with me. yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so she's got that in her. She's yeah. my wife likes to. She's the person that will read the article about the item. I like to mm-hmm. figure out how to make the thing and make it repeatedly well, and that's kind of like my obsession. And your father's all kidding. You're in the. Restaurant business? For my father-in-law? Yeah. Um, my father-in-law have... So he's doesn't speak a lot. Of, he understands a lot of English. Okay. doesn't speak a lot of English. Gotcha, mm-hmm. okay. Huge basketball fan. Huge sport fan. Yeah. to watch anything. Any, yeah. Because he moved to L.A. when the Lakers were just taking off, right? Like that's he did? They, yeah. Oh, wow. Came from China. In the um, 80s? Yeah, or, or like 70s when they okay, just... Sure. Like, he was lived through that whole arc, right? Well, he, should, he would like winning time. Oh, my HBO. God, what a great yeah, show on yeah, HBO. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's very much into food, but also keep in mind, it's LA, it's not just Chinese food. So he eats across the board. He eats all kinds of different things. Uh, doesn't speak a lot of English. We have a lot of nodding at each other when we're cooking. You taste this, you taste that. Um, he is a man who is so content with life. It's amazing. Uh, when you come out of communist China... Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you just there's baggage that you have that oh, you just don't need to carry with you, uh, and like everything, yeah. if it's all positive, it's all going forward. Yeah. And so like he's just a happy guy, like yeah. he really mm-hmm. is. And where I you know I grew up with a little bit more of a, a doom and gloomer kind of mentality. Like I don't know, it's a I grew up in the East Coast and it was a much different kind of mentality. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and. To watch that, and if you want to emulate something from your father-in-law, if I could pick up that, just generally happy, you know, content, yeah, mm-hmm. at all times. Um, he can cook like he can cook classic Chinese food. It's amazing, yeah. amazing. Like the things that he makes, and 
but he's just and it, it's uh, it's almost innate you watch it but then there's moments where he walks by me and I'm cooking something I have a thing of salt there and I take a pinch of salt and I taste it but before, he didn't see me do it but he does it too because he's a yeah. chef and these are things chefs do mm-hmm. like they, they you know um, so yeah very interesting in that regard but Kathy's family had small restaurants his father the last review her father had was from Jonathan Wack uh, was it Waxman well, the big reviewer from LA Times, LA Times came big into food their, critic, right? Yep. Yeah, he came into the restaurant. He gave them a review, but because of their culture, then we looked at the Times for family restaurant yeah. reviews. It wasn't something. Wait, was this like a traditional Chinese restaurant? Review, yeah. yeah, very can- Cantonese. So Cantonese, more Hong Kong right. style, right? Yeah. yeah. If you would have gotten this review, you'd have been bonkers. Uh-huh. Like Kathy found it, and we read it through. It was an amazing review from a preeminent uh-huh. reviewer of ethnic foods throughout uh-huh. all LA. Nobody knew about it. They found it when we were building the restaurant. They found this review because Kathy was like, I want to find yeah. something from it. One of Kathy's father's restaurants was right in the middle of Monterey Park, right near where the big shooting was. Yeah. So that's, you know, like that, that was how, where her life was. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, Kathy has her own podcast too. Um, API What's your Rising. podcast? API Rising is uh-huh. her podcast. Yeah. API Rising. What does she talk about? Um, it's Asian Pacific Indigenous people and um, just things that they talked about their lives that mm-hmm. her and her partner and then they move on to their interviewing other people and oh, talking good. about and really it's um, it's based on kind of consulting and coaching people through middle and, and I always get this wrong so I'm somewhere in here she's going to listen to this and say Jeff you, 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 you have it up but she's trying to enable um there's a certain culture and workplace of Asian people that they don't have this many opportunities because they're they're viewed at a certain point. Yeah. Like um, they're not as aggressive in what they do, or they're going to be always be nice and polite, mm-hmm. and and go about in business. And there's ways that they need they can manage themselves, like integrate mm-hmm. better into. And I'm I'm, per, I'm sure I'm butchering all of this. No, no, I, don't I really think you've been, no, but you know, in, in speaking with no, Kathy, because yeah. you know, we're, we're you know, we're all coaches. You're yes, a coach. Yeah, I'm a coach. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be a coach too? I think there was a commercial There's like a that. Commercial like that. So yeah, I think Kathy, as you say, is trying to empower um, Asian and Asian American executives to get to the next yes, step because there exactly is a is. paucity, especially of Asian women in corporate America or at the highest ranks of, of any organization. And uh, there's a realized potential there, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of working with them, kind of holding their hand to give them the, the skills, give them the quote-unquote workshopping and developing the community in order to help them excel. And, I'm and glad listen. I brought you along today because yeah. that really helped me. I, I'm doing a great job of promoting <laughs> Kathy's pie. I don't know about my own. You might have just saved me a lot of... Uh, yeah, well, you know, we got each other's back, so you, yeah, you don't have to sleep right. in the garage tonight. So, you know, in amongst that, our, our family's pretty diverse in that way, mm-hmm. and that's the, other, that's the one thing, too. Like, now, what I've learned over the course of the last few years, if not more than others, is um, the, the parallels of our lives were very different. I was in the kitchen cooking. Kathy was the CEO of a, aver- um, um, a marketing firm and what have you. Never really worked together much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from like when we had part family parties. Yeah. Or was, my wife can work the ass off, like work t- anybody into the ground. Uh-huh. And I can do the same thing too. We mm-hmm. just never had to do it yeah. before yeah. in the same capacity. 
So when we're part, when I say we're partners, we're partners. That's like, awesome. It, it really, um, we have our arguments. We have discussions about things. Usually, she's the one pushing me forward to do this or do mm-hmm. that, and I'm the one like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. And then eventually, she's right, and I do it. I have little successes. Like she's nobody's ever going to eat that thing on the wall. We've had pickled cabbage on the menu since day one and it's, you know it's been around and people still buy it so we help we have this like this balance of things that we do and and how we help each other um i am still in more need of more help than she is that's hmm. just that's because you're a male and we're dads and could be it yeah. could because be. they're women and moms and and it's uh, she's also very organized yeah. about everything she's wow. like yeah. ridiculously organized yeah. about stuff it's her mission in life to get to make sure things go smoothly on a lot of stuff Whereas it's, um, I, I'm the guy you call in when you need to like tear something apart and put it back together again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can fix something. I can make things, but I don't necessarily really need, want to be organized going through. I got you. you know? I yeah. got you. So, so, so Jeff, um, it's the holiday season mm-hmm. and you know, you run a, a shop yep. that has products that I think People would really enjoy during the holiday season. Now, of course, the store is called Butler and the Board. We're talking with Jeff Butler, who is the owner, operator, head chef of, of Butler and the Board. In Montclair, New Jersey. In Montclair, beautiful Montclair, New Jersey. So uh, is there anything that we should know about what you're offering during the holiday season? Are there any recommendations that you would make for people who like charcuterie and might think that would be a special gift for somebody? So right now, our big thing that we're doing is our boards. So we have boards that are preset. Yeah. So we have a menu. We have got a bunch of appetizer items, but we'll do a board for you. You pick up on uh, the days before Christmas, uh, either the twenty third or on the twenty fourth, and it's preset. And you can pick amount of people, etc. For it, but it's all <laughs> items that we make in house. Um, and you know the cheese. There'll be the three different meats on it. Um, if you know the, the more people you have, the more meats we put on the mm-hmm. item. So that's one of the things we have going on right now. That's what really I'm getting orders in every day for. I make hams for you to roast off in your for Christmas hams mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We also have a bunch of appetizer peas in a blanket and mm-hmm. you know various like this thing we call the armadillo, which is cheese and chorizo and uh, a bunch of different appetizer items that are fun for people to eat and that are a little bit different than you would get from your normal mm-hmm. place. Um, and then New Year's, we're, once again, we're back into it. We have boards for that. Uh, as far as specialty things and, and things that we make, it runs the gamut. I make I make pork roll sausages, like Jersey pork roll. Mm-hmm. I make smoked lamb sausages. I make all beef salami. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always it's pork have roll, not beef. Taylor ham. Not right? Taylor ham. It's like the North Jersey South Taylor Jersey Taylor ham debate. is a brand name of pork roll. Thank please. Just preach. Preach, my yes. friend. Preach. <laughs> all right. I just know that. Um but we also, but we don't do it in the large format. We make all them right. in links. There's okay. like sausages. All right. Right. Uh, and then we have all the pâtés and three. so I've got and I've vegan. Yeah, duck pâté. Well. Uh, I will have what we call the canard. I'm finishing it up tomorrow. It is a pâté with duck, pork, and foie gras. Ooh, mm-hmm. foie gras. You do no, it. No, foie gras is. Yeah. That's goose. They 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 close the mouth up and they keep feeding and feeding and feeding until it's like a very it's a delicacy in England. It's a delicacy in a Garbage. lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, so we'll ha- and also have we'll have foie, foie gras mousse on the menu too. Ooh. So that is a very smooth texture. Yeah. You know, hmm. uh, pure like pate. It's texture. not mousse like the elk mousse. It's a mousse that you eat. Oh, I think to a... say like chocolate mousse. Yeah, yeah. chocolate. But mousse. It probably has that same kind of texture. Yep. And our our biggest and then I have for you upstairs. Like I gave you, there I gave you duck riette. Ooh. All right. I got some duck riette, yeah, man. Look yep. at you. And yeah. I got a bit of. Most and also in there, there was uh, there's our chicken liver pate, which has been a menu item since day one. Can't go wrong with chicken liver pate. Excellent. So wow. But those are all Thank things you. we have all year. You know, a lot. Some of the stuff we have all year. Some of the stuff. This time of year, this is like the build up. This is like the Super Bowl. Yeah. So for like you, right. Yeah. So I can make those things that I couldn't make in June that nobody would buy. I yeah, can make. But this them is now. like this is this so, is your this is your big time of year. And and do you ship? To other parts we of the country ship. or the world, we don't ship. So you got to be in Jersey. You got to be in Jersey. Come, come in, and you can pre-order in advance and come in. No door dashing. We haven't done that. It's not something. I don't that... think it's that kind of place, but I think it should be a destination. It should be the kind of place like, like, Velasco's Bakery. Yeah. You you want to come visit? You don't want to mail order that kind of thing. You want to yeah, go. Yeah, and I, you experience. know, I'm always there, so it's always fun. We have people rolling through, and we get people from all over the state. Um, on Saturdays we do hot sandwich items every Saturday. Mm. Ooh. So this week variety. we're doing we're doing like a smash burger sausage patty egg and cheese sandwich. Wow. We always have I would eat that. Yeah. You wouldn't, but I'd eat no, that. No, you're you're you you're big on swine. Yes. I just <laughs> I just enjoy watching you eat it. So Well we do but I also have chicken items and yeah, know, the lamb sausage I know is a hot item too. I'm gonna chicken come and check farm that sausage. Out. But we always have hot items. We always have sandwiches during the week. Mm-hmm. And we do dinners. We do pick up dinners on Wednesday night, leaning towards classic classic All right. cuisine. All right. Cool. How do we find you on like Instagram or other forms of social media? We are at Butler and the Board. Mm-hmm. I am at Chef Jeffrey Butler. Very All cool. Right. Jeff, Very nice. Jeff what, an amazing, what an amazing guest. What I, a lo- special I love hearing the, the arc, the story of you know how he became an entrepreneur and store owner. And a owner. dad, a chef from the very beginning. See what happens when you don't have guests for a while? Yeah. It's worth the wait. I forgot how much we used to enjoy having our yeah, guests. Yeah, we have dad. a lot of fun with our guests. So Jeff, thanks for bringing Thank us you. back into guest Thank mode. And Appreciate best it. Best of luck with, with Butler and the board, especially during the holiday season. Please give my best to the kids and Kathy. I always enjoy working with all of them during band season. It's and always fun. And you know what? The, the big accomplishments, big accomplishments mm-hmm. when you're a band dad. Yeah. He can he can use one of those ratchet straps. He can't use a ratchet yeah. strap. He Although can. I didn't I didn't get the the joy and privilege of ratchet strapping. There was there were so many. <laughs> Your day people. can come. Yeah. Oh, I know it's going to come. Working. I still got two more years. years of this. Stuff. Still you want to confuse a room of grown adults? <laughs> just throw one of them down on the floor, and every half of them will yeah. just walk away and cry. Oh, and yeah. separate them and too. Separate them. And see yes. if they can yes. loop them together. back together again. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. It's like I think in Germany, that's yeah. how you get into engineering school. <laughs> Ratchet strapping. Ratchet strapping. <laughs> Jeff, thanks again for Thank being you, on Bad Thank to you the for Dead. Having me. Thank you for having me. We are Bad to the Dead. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Also want to thank our other sponsor, Idan Karen of the Stan K Realty Team. Top 1% of realtors in the North Jersey counties of Essex, Morris, and Union. Schools are great. Food is great. Tons of activity. Proximity to New York by the train or by the bus. Anyway, you want to get there. 
And a Don Karen can help you find a home that will meet all of your qualifications for living arrangements. You want to find out more about what a Don can do for you? Find him on Instagram at edon.realtor. That's I-D-A-N dot realtor. Coach, I want to thank Jeff Butler of Butler and the Board, of course, the head chef and proprietor of that fine establishment. We got to go down there, check it out. I got to tell you, charcuterie. Yeah. And I, Finally. I, I, I'm still Only not took sure. about an hour. I'm still not sure what a charcuterie board is, Yeah. but I think it's a board with stuff on it with cellophane I thought, wrapped I around. I thought he explained it pretty well. I, I'm still having a hard time. And well, I, that's why we got to go down there, yeah. and we recommend that you do too, especially if you live near Montclair, New charcuterie. Jersey. Charcuterie. Yeah, and he he's a very gracious guest too. He, he brought, brought, he brought a me bucket some goodies. of charcuterie. He bought me some chicken pate. Was it chicken chicken something? It was uh, yeah, it was a chicken type of yeah. We're and gonna we'll, we'll have to open of, up and yeah, and then, and then and the some, duck yeah, so, so duck duck really duck yeah. Bruchezois. Well, not even close. You know, duck it's like you're throwing darts and you didn't even hit the board. And some other kind of uh, thing and some uh, some crackers, <laughs> some fancy some fancy French crackers. Yeah, and you mispronounced that too. Elise du Hall. Yeah. Oh. That's my French. It, it sounds like you need to see an ENT special. But it, you know what it came in? It came in a nice big bucket. bucket. I actually thought it was a bucket of beer. <laughs> I'm thinking you're going to take the charcuterie stuff out, yeah, fill it with no. ice, and, and put, put a couple put, of beers in no, it. No, it was really great. So what a, uh, first of all, love his story. Oh, yeah. It is non-traditional. It's not going to college. Um, I, I learned a lot. Um, and part of me have always wanted to do the restaurant business. I spent a lot of time working catering, yeah. front and the back. It's hard effing work. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that this guy works his tail off. Uh, it, the hours, as far as restaurants, all nights and weekends. Uh, and if you're running your own business, it's all day, yeah. every day. But how cool is it if he made it a family affair no, getting I, that story I ready? love the fact that he brought everybody in and said, listen, we're going to roll our sleeves up. You're going to learn how to, you're gonna learn how to put, pour a foundation uh, yeah. on the floor. We're gonna, and his daughter with the, with the tape. Knew about the 3M blue tape, not the uh, the. Glad we spent tape. so much time on that. It's important to understand. Our listeners worth, care about that. Kind moments of stuff. worth spending, yeah. Uh, but he was certainly uh, he was great to have. He had a great. He had. He was wearing his gear. He's wearing his swag. You got to always be branding yeah. if you're in and, entrepreneurship. Uh, it sounds like his wife is very much involved uh, through her marketing and everything else. Uh, I love dads like that who have uh, gone off, chased their dreams, and do something and make a difference. Yeah, they're so cool. And so uh, cool. he's got a he's got a kid, a freshman, and he's got a sophomore. So we're good. Yeah. Yep, it was a really good, uh, good, good call. And it was like a last minute call too. You got a dad in here. Yeah, well, I, we did. Before, I've been trying to get Jeff on, and you know, I he's he's a really good guy, and I wanted to help promote his business. And I also for the listeners, if you're thinking about gift ideas, that's that's a that's a, a great choice. Is the charcuterie? I don't see board. why not. You call him yeah. up and tell him what you want, and yeah, uh, a charcuterie board. Yeah, or again the sandwiches and the you know the Wednesday. The Wednesday meal plan, the if Wednesday you want. Wednesday meal plan. Yeah, no. you got to think about meal plans. I would, plans, I would so. actually go down there. I just want to just go help, just work there for a day, just to get get back to my roots and get yeah, my elbows up in might, grease uh, and, and some duck sauce. It might be good. Yeah, it'd be it a lot be of good. fun. A little, little labor like that, yeah. you know, being you know, ordered about by someone who knows what they're doing. Whatever so, it is, man. I'd yeah. love to do that. So, very cool. Great episode. Again, want to thank Jeff. Uh, i got to go obsess about my fantasy team now because oh. it is the playoffs oh it's starting playoffs the fantasy now. football and I, it's so you know what it's so insignificant in the grand scheme of things coach but it's it's, it's the it's play, mindless it's, now it, but you know what it, it's a great diversion from all the from nonsense all the that's nonsense going on in the world Adam, work. the world in which you're living is going yeah. crazy so i can appreciate you talking about fantasy football. what's your record right now 
So I went into the playoffs in one league at yeah. eight and six. Yep. And I went into the playoffs in another league at ten and four. All right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm seven and seven. Oh, and you're in the playoffs. I'm in, well, it's every, we everybody make makes the playoffs. Right? Oh, playoffs. everybody gets a ribbon. Okay. Yeah, everybody get yeah. of course because you know that's kind of how we do it. So next week we'll debrief on how so, we did in um, week one. I, I got to see how it's going to happen. We have two yeah. weeks of playoffs. Ah. Okay. Two weeks of playoffs. Um, I really hate this because. You know, I just think that, you know, it's like such a crapshoot. You never know. You know uh, why you're doing it, though, players, Coach? Because I love my I love my nephew. And <laughs> you're bad to the dead. I am bad to the dead. Oh, that's it. I saw you did that. I saw you yeah. did there, Adam D. Yeah. Up top. Well, that was my way of trying to end this show. Yeah, but right. hey, we, we keep going. But, yeah. you know, listeners, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed having a guest back in the den. Listeners, dads, friends, thanks for listening, and have a great week. 